0: Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, alcoholic addict from Problem is Marcia. And today I have invited uh, somebody that I met when I first came into the secular rooms who um, is just so calm and relaxing and, and and you know, just, just makes me so mad as, you know, the person who's all over the place all the time. So, um, if you can uh, help me welcome Ellen, uh, who I met at the West Side Agnostic Meetings in Cleveland. Um, Ellen, you have as much time to share whatever it is that you would like to share about anything that you would like to share about. And thank you for your service. Uh, the uh, meeting is yours. Thank you, Marsha, very much for asking me. And um, thank you, everyone who's working on this meeting, for your service. I my name is Ellen, and I am um, an addict of many things. And I'm so um I I never, I never think about beforehand, if I can help it, what I'm going to say, because it messes me up. So it's going to be a stream of consciousness and that is kind of, um, it, it will just see how it goes. I'm, um, I, I have been in AA on and off since 2003, but I've been sober, this time since 2012 i just celebrated 10 years in november and thank you i'm um very comfortable in my in my sobriety and being clean and sober now it took me a while to find that comfort but here i am and i'm um i'm delighted to have found it um I, and aa i am uh let's see you know, I was thinking about this yesterday, and it came up at the meeting again this morning. Um, do, the question was, do you love, because it's Valentine's Day here in the States coming up, and and the question that was posed as a topic was, do you love AA? And if you haven't, if you don't, what's, what's in your way? And um, so assuming that that's an assumption that you will eventually love AA, I do and i um i know when i and i was actually thinking about what aa has done for me um just the, yesterday and the day before a lot because it's i have so many of the promises have come true in my life and when i first got sober it was unfathomable to me that that would happen i i, I didn't i didn't know what i didn't know you know, hearing when I got sober in 2012, um, I had blown my life up. I had, I had um chased away uh my children, my friends. I was on the brink of losing a very good job. Um, and all I did during my waking hours was drink. If I was conscious, any any state of consciousness, I was drinking alcohol and um i went to a uh, a rehab center a lockdown rehab center um when i did that i went to a local hospital and they had to keep me in the emergency room for a while because i was dangerously saturated with alcohol and um they had me when i when i went to the to the rehab they had me on a 15 minute watch because they were afraid that i was going to seize because i was so my body was so addicted to alcohol and that's where that's where i left alcohol it took me a good year and a half i'm going to say to settle down and stop being pissed off i was a really angry woman for a really long time and um i i don't know what the catalyst was, but I remember driving. I went to traditional meetings. That's where I got sober. And I don't know what the catalyst was, but I was walking through the parking lot to a women's meeting. That was one of the meetings that saved my life. And I used when I could hear them in the parking lot and I could hear them all talking at once and the the noise level was unbelievable. I used to think, oh, for Christ's sake, there they go again, you know, and I'd get in the meeting and I would tell people, do not hug me. Do not come near me if i get if I share something personal with you, it's because I share personal shit. It's not because I want your sympathy or your kindness and And that was the way I behaved. I was an angry woman, and um people absolutely made a circle around me they they just they avoided me they they nobody ever said, "Get over yourself." Nobody ever said calm down, nobody ever gave me any advice. They just listened and and moved on and and were kind to me. And um I know that that's one of the reasons that I kept coming back and I and I, and that's a hallmark um that I that I've come to count on in AA that we understand people who come in angry and broken and and Scared to the point that they're unkind, and it's it's just it, it just absolutely saved me. I I know that the first time somebody had given me a hard time or been unkind to me or or told me to get a life, I would have I would that would have been my excuse to not come back, and it didn't happen. And I was walking through that parking lot, and I just that day for some reason I don't know why I couldn't wait to get inside and see everybody. I stopped being angry at people who were going the speed limit in front of me instead of wanting to push them off the road. I was I just started taking responsibility for my actions or at least in my head, understanding why they were happening. It took me a long time to to practice that outwardly. But it started changing my life. Of course there were people in my life that I'd alienated that were um, they'd heard me say I'm going to stop doing this, and I'm never going to drink again, and I'm sorry, and all of that stuff for so many years, but this time didn't really make any difference to them. They were they were not going to believe me. I had um, I worked for a municipal government. I was being followed by plainclothes police officers. They were gathering as much information on me as they could, to try and get me out of my job. Um, I was outraged that they were trying to collect that kind of uh, that kind of ammo against me. At first, and then I was, and then I understood. You know, none of this would be happening to me if I hadn't have been a drunk. That that whether whether or not the way they were spending the taxpayers' dollars, the things that they were doing to try and get rid of me, any of that stuff, whether or not it was fair or just or legal or whatever. I wouldn't have been in that position. They wouldn't have been doing those things to me if I hadn't have been a friggin' mess. And if I hadn't have been really bad for the morale of the people around me and and wasting taxpayers dollars because I went to work and I was barely able to do anything. So um, I started the long journey back of finding um. Finding that humility and really not embracing it for sure, but being a um, being a little more understanding of why things were happening to me the way they did. I fought it for a long time. I was a know-it-all at every meeting. I always had to comment and tell everybody what they should be doing. It was it was I was the the person that that a lot of people didn't want to see walking through the door. But again, they were very kind to me my um I've heard people talk about things that happened to them in their childhood and and the why they behave the way they behave and I know a lot of people that have had a lot of really terrible things happen to them in their childhood who are not alcoholics, so I don't blame my alcoholism on my past I, my behavior has everything to do with it not the fact that i became a drunk and um i just i just got tired of being angry and and just cutting people off at the knees all the time i i spent the next 3 years of my sobriety trying to clean up what i had messed up at at my job i was i managed to keep my job by the skin of my teeth uh, a council of 7 had to either vote me out or or keep me on and fortunately i had 4 people who were in my corner so it was a, a simple majority that kept me in my position and i was able to um able, able to continue there and would have retired from there but in 2016 i got a call from my father who told me that he was terminally ill and um, I decided to take an early retirement and go to Colorado to go back to Colorado from Ohio to care for him um, through the rest of his life. And he had Parkinson's disease and um, we later found out lung cancer and that's, those are um, the, any terminal disease is a tough diagnosis. Parkinson's disease takes away your ability to be the human that you are. It, um, it For my father, it did anyway. He was a strong, really strong, physically strong, morally strong, emotionally strong person. And um, that man disappeared. And I spent... The next couple of years, two years, almost exactly caring for a person that was a stranger to me, but who had given me life and who and who occasionally I saw glimpses of the father that I'd known. But because I was sober, I learned through that experience to be gentle with myself, to be patient most of the time. Um, to be okay with sitting still. Until I went to Colorado, sitting still wasn't something I could do. I would go into my house. I would go in from work, change my clothes and blow back out the door and go to halfway houses and pick girls up and take them to meetings. And not necessarily because I was such a generous, kind person, but because I couldn't sit the fuck still. I couldn't go in my house and sit still and just be alone with myself. And it took having to be in a position where i couldn't just leave for me to learn how to sit and be a, a alone with myself and through all of this aa was there my the women who who helped get me sober and stood by my side and and the men at another meeting the women in, which was a mixed meeting that they gathered around me like i was because i was their family and they supported me wholeheartedly before I went to Colorado. They supported me while I was there. I found new people at AA meetings in Colorado that supported me and when my father died and I took care of all of the business that happens after that and I came back to Ohio, I was welcomed back by family. Until that happened, I had always thought of myself as a Coloradan living in Ohio After I got back to Ohio from caring for my father, I found out that I was an Ohioan who used to be from Colorado. So I was completely at home again. Um, I I established relationships with my daughters. Um, I didn't reestablish relationships. I didn't regain anything that I'd lost to drinking because I didn't have anything. I didn't have the ability to I didn't understand. I just didn't get life. I didn't. I I was never amazed by beautiful views or or, or by experiences or or by um, occurrences that were amazing. They didn't amaze me. It, you know, it's just another tree. It's just another cliff. It's just the ocean. It's just a child dying. These things happen all of the time. Nothing kept nothing brought me out of that numbness that that just getting getting through life, I' accept a party, a party brought me out, I'd drink some booze and or I'd do some drugs and, and I would suddenly come to life when i when I stopped drinking, I was really worried all of that was going to go away, and that I was just not going to know w- w- what to do with my life, how to how to live my life. I was terrified to to drink and I was terrified to not drink and when I got back from Colorado and and I was welcomed back by people who who had never known me before I walked through the doors of Alcoholics Anonymous as if I was their long lost sister daughter friend it was a coming home that that I can't describe I um uh, I, I established a relationship with my daughters. I established an understanding of, of my life and how it works. I have a pet now that I can tell you I love. I I always had uh, an affection for the animals in, in my home, but I never really had a, a, an emotional connection to them. Um, same with my, you know, I mean, I had an emotional connection to my children for sure but i didn't know what to do with it and and i i learned how to be the mother of grown daughters i didn't i was not a mother to those small children i was a drunk who happened to be in the house with them and raged at them and and tried to mold them instead of trying to raise them and and, and give them the best opportunity to be whatever they wanted to be I was a controller and a rager, and um, eventually those girls started believing that I really might mean it this time, and they started coming around. Eventually, people who knew me before I got sober started understanding that I was a different person. Some of them were happy about that. Some of them were not, and it's okay because as my life evolves, the, my circle of friends, my circle of acquaintances and supportive acquaintances and lovely people gets bigger. My circle of, of close, treasured friends also grows. And my comfort level has, has become something that I, I just couldn't have, have ever thought to even want. I didn't know it existed. I have, um, I came, I just came from the West Side Agnostics um, 11 a.m. meeting here, which ends at noon, and our, it was full of people in every different stage of recovery from 34, 35 years down to one month, and I love that. I love those juices. I love people helping other people. I love watching light bulbs go off. I love being able to listen with compassion. Had no clue what that was when I was drinking. I didn't know how to feel, how to feel anything for people. And and now I do, but I I don't, I'm not an an empath to the point where I can't live my own life, and I take, I soak it all in, and I become so caught up in other people's problems that I have a hard time functioning throughout my day. I feel compassion. I I feel a sense of of a certain sense of understanding. Some I don't understand at all. I can just reach out and and put my hand out. Um, I I'm working really hard to listen at meetings and not be the person who's waiting to talk. I love sharing at meetings and I find myself very often not really hearing everything that's being said because I can't wait to get my two cents in. So I've I've started backing off um, sharing at meetings as much, and I've started being really careful about do I do what I want is what I want to say something that I'm trying to get attention for? Am I trying to tell people? How to live, or am I really offering a new dimension, or a, a new thought, or or a, or help, or a handout when I speak now? I'm, I I really want to be intentional about that. Um, I I have um, I'm I'm best friends with my ex-husband. Who knew that would happen that just came out of the blue to me i i will tell you when i when we got divorced i would there was no way that i wanted to be a friend of his i didn't want to have anything to do with him now i worry that he's that he's not might not be okay he is he is in the beginning of of um some challenges in his in his own life and i am concerned about him and concerned with love. He's a good man. Um, Although his politics are screwed. But anyway, I'm a, I am a, I have found peace. I have found, I, I, I don't try to, I, I don't take things personally the way I used to. If I walked into a meeting and two people were talking quietly, I knew it was about me. If, I, if my daughters said something that wasn't directly complimentary, I took it as an insult. I mean, I was the touchiest person on the face of the earth. And I let you know. You know, I, I pouted. I wanted my daughter's sympathy. I didn't care if they loved me or not. I just didn't want them to be mad at me. Now, I have to get used to them initiating a hug and a kiss when they see me. That was not the case. I, I had to stop trying to get hugs and kisses from them when I would go there because they, they would put themselves in a position to not receive that from me. So I just, I just let it go. And now I have to, I have to say, Oh yeah, we do this now. And, and they come to me and embrace me. They let me care for their children. That was never on the table to leave me alone with one of their children would never have happened without my sobriety if I were still living. So, um, I'm, I have, uh, a tremendous amount of respect for people who come to aa it's not an easy thing to do it's hard the, the first the first year is the that's the hardest thing i ever did was give up alcohol and not drink a day at a time that was the hardest thing for me i i was so terrified and and I I I needed that that need was on me out of the blue all of the time especially in the first three months I just would be I would feel fine nothing would be nothing would be bothering me and all of a sudden it would be on me like glue I had the cleanest house in my city I would scrub a floor, scrub a toilet, do anything to get myself out of what I was doing when that need hit to just make it through to the next five minutes so that I wouldn't drink. And today, I don't have the cleanest house in the city, for sure. I have a a lovely home that I'm very comfortable in, and I have absolutely no desire to put alcohol or drugs into the mix because why screw up a good thing? And it just, it doesn't occur to me anymore. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you for being part of my family and um, for allowing me to share how I feel and, and how my life has gone with you.